The Shpala Zayda. Have you heard of the Shpala Zayda? The Shpala Zayda was a big tzaddik. He was a friend of the Alter Rebbe. And the Shpala Zayda would make a huge party on Purim. A huge meal, a huge sauda. A big sauda. It's a mitzvah to make a big sauda on Purim. One year, the Shpala Zayda, the great tzaddik, in the middle of the meal of Purim, told the story and this is the amazing story he told and in the story he showed how bad and wicked are the bad people who want to hurt the Jewish people and how smart the Jews are sometimes when they are able to get away from the evil hands of those wicked people who want to hurt them and he told the story, there was once a Poritz, a very rich Poritz. He was from Poland, and he was very wicked and mean, and didn't like the Jews. He once came back from a party, he was drunk, he drank, he was in his wagon, and on the way he saw a Jew carrying a calf, a little calf, a Shepsala. And the Jew tried to make business to sell the Shepsalah so he would have money to buy food for his family. But the Paris that was so drunk decided to make fun of the Jew. And he said to the Jew, what are you carrying? He opened up the window of his wagon and looked out and said to the Jew, what are you carrying there on your shoulders? And he said, well, Paris, I'm carrying a a Shepsalah, a a calf, for it to be shechted. So I, I can I can eat some meat for my family. So the Paris got very angry and he said, This is not a calf, this is a dog. <laughs> and he thought it was funny. It was a calf, it was a Shepsala. But the the poets made fun and said, No, it's really a dog. So the Jews got up and said so the Jews said, No, 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 look, you you know, your honor, your honor, you Mr. Poets. Don't you see, this is not a dog, this is a Shepsala. So the Paris got very angry at the Jew, and he told his uh, servant, go beat up the Jew. Beat him up. Beat him up really bad, because he disagrees with me. And I say, it's a dog, and he says, it's a Shepsala. And every time he beats him, he says, okay, is this a Shepsala or a dog? Right? And and say it again. And the Jew said, of course. He didn't want to get beaten. So he said, yeah, yeah, okay, it's a dog. It's a dog. Again, again, he beats him up. Tell me, is it a Shepsla or the dog? And the Jew has no choice because he's going to get beaten more. And he said, okay, yeah, yeah, it's a dog. It's a dog. Finally, the Jew fainted. He couldn't, like he fell into unconsciousness. You guys know what unconsciousness means? Because he was so hurt and such a pain that he lost his consciousness. He's like fainted. And the pirate said to his servant, you know, take off his coat and and put on his coat on the Shepsala. And take his hat of the Jew, who is now fainted, and put it on the head of the Shepsala. Take his payas, cut it off, and tie it up to the strings of his scissors. And tied the tzitzes to the ears of the Shepsala. Cut off his tzitzes and you tied the tzitzes to the ears of the Shepsala. And then the poets took the Shepsala home.
And he called the Shepsala Moshe, like making fun of the Jewish people, that the Jewish people are like a Shepsala. And of course, the Paritz, for many, many days, decided to have a lot of fun with the Shepsala. Ah, this is the Jewish Shepsala. And it made so much fun. This Jew who was beaten lay there on the ground, fainting. Fainted, he was bruised, he had many bruises all over his body. And after a while, people stopped and they saw the poor guy. They took him into the house and they, they took, put bandages all over him with medicine and creams. For many, many months, the Jew was sick in bed from all his wounds that the servant of the Paritet made, gave him a lot of wounds. And when he got back, he said, okay, I got to take revenge of that Paritz. Um He said, okay, I got to find him. So, they found who the Paritz was and where he lived. He said, now I'm going to teach him a lesson. I'm going to take revenge. He did this to me. He made me so sick with so many wounds. And I'll teach him a lesson. One of the sons of this Jew um, dressed up. He dressed up like a businessman, like somebody who's buying wood and so on. And he started knocking on the door of the mansion of the Paritz. And the Paritz had many forests many forests, he was very rich, he owned forests, and in the forest there's a lot of trees, and from trees you make wood, so the pirates would sell some of the trees, and make a lot of money. And so this um, Jew, the son of this Jew who fainted, came to the pirates dressed up like as if he's some some businessman, he says, listen, there's a, I know somebody who wants to buy many, many, many trees, and many, many woods, from your forest for a lot of money. You can make a lot of money, you can become even richer. And I'd like to present you with that businessman who wants to buy all your wood from your forest. The poet jumped up, oh really? Somebody wants to pay me a lot of money for all my wood? Great! And he said, okay, tell the businessman who wants to buy all my wood to come in. And of course... Who was the person who came in? It was the Jew who was beaten by the servant of this poet. But of course he was also dressed up. He was dressed up like a very rich man. And he said to the poet, Okay, I want to buy your trees for a lot of money, but can you come with me to your to your forest and you show me all the trees you have so we can take a look at them and how good they are, and so I can buy the trees. The poet said, sure, no problem. And he and this Jew, and his son, who was dressed up like, you know, the guy who introduced the father, the businessman, they all went out, all three of them went out to the forest. And the poet didn't think of anything, he just thought, okay, let's go. I'll make a lot of money now, aha, aha. So they go into the, ride in the poet's wagon, into deep into the forest, and that's when the father and the son grabbed the pirates, they stuffed his mouth so he couldn't scream, they tied him to a tree, and the Jew took a whip and began to beat up the pirates. 
And he cries to him, he says to the pilots, tell me quickly, is this a dog or is it a shepsala? And of course the pilots realize, ah, that's the Jew that I beat up the other day and I made him cry, is it a dog or a shepsala? And I made him say it's a dog. Now he's taking revenge of me. But they didn't, they asked him quickly and they beat him so hard till he had bruises all over and the two left, ran away from the forest and they went home and the poet was there alone by the tree. Nobody was there to find him until the wagon driver who rode the wagon of the pilots who was waiting outside the forest for the pilots to come back, but the pilots didn't come back. So he started calling for help, and they went and looked for the pilots, and they saw him fainting and all bruised up, tied to a tree. Oh, they brought medicine and doctors, and they cured him, and they brought him back to his mansion. And the poets realized, ah, the Jew took revenge of me. But that's one revenge. The Jew said, no, 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 I have to take another revenge of this mean, wicked poets. The second revenge was that a few months later, the poets were still in his bed. He was so beaten badly in the forest that he must very many months, he has to lie in bed from all the bruises. And... And the Jew decided he's going to dress up like a doctor, like a very important doctor that knows how to cure sick people, especially people with bruises. He went with one of his children and went uh, like he pretended his child, his son, it wasn't a child, it was a grown-up son, that his son is his helper. And they went to the village where the poets lived and they told everybody in the village, a very famous doctor, professor, came to the town, and he's going to cure the pirates. And he's looking for the pirates' house. When the pirates heard that there's a famous doctor that came, so he said, oh, please, please, invite him to come here. I'll give him 50 silver rubles, a lot of money. Please let him come, I'm in such pain. No, the doctor walked in, he's, of course, the Jew was dressed like a fancy doctor. Nobody recognized him. They walked into the pockets and they said, Okay, nobody should be in the room because I'm going to do some, uh, you know, medicine for him. I'm going to try to, to, to put, you know, creams on him, on his body. And I don't want anybody to watch. It's not, it's embarrassing. So everybody should leave. I should be alone with the pockets. So first they gave him something to drink that would put him to sleep. And then... They put uh, little bugs on his back that would like suck his blood, and then they would put a, they put a uh, a little note on his back: "Is this a dog or a shepsala?" And they left and disappeared from the village. And when and they told the people, nobody should go into the room of the Pogosul in the morning. He needs rest. He needs rest. But really, they didn't want anybody to see what they did to him. In the morning, the pirates woke up and he was crying. And when his servants walked in, they saw him lying with all the leeches, all the different bugs on his back. So they couldn't understand what was going on. When they saw the, the note, Is this a dog or a shepsala? They all knew it was that Jew that's taking revenge. He dressed up like a doctor. Oy vey, they believed him. They thought he was really a doctor. He was really the Jew who wanted to take revenge again from the pirates. And then came the third 
revenge. Months and months later, the Pogos was still in bed the whole day because he was still in pain with a lot of wounds. But slowly, slowly he got better and better. And he started walking around a little bit on a cane. He couldn't walk well, but he walked around. When the Jew heard that the Pogos was already walking around, he said, aha, I got to take revenge of him again. And he says, now I'm going to take revenge for the tzitzis and my payas that he cut off. And that's what I'm going to take revenge for now. So he went by himself and um, he pretended he's a kishav macher. You know what a kishav macher? A kishav macher is somebody who makes like magic. Magic. Like a very, very, like, he looked like a very scary magician. So, um, when he came to the, the, the Jew, dressed up like a magician, went to the village of the Pogets, and he made a, and everybody heard, wow, this is this magician, he's dressed up like a magician, and everybody is scared of him because he can make magic and hurt people with his magic. So the Pogets said, no, 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 let him come to my house. <coughs> I'll give him a lot of money. I want him to do magic and to hurt the Jew that hurt me so much. <laughs> the Pogets didn't realize that the magician was actually the Jew himself. But of course, he didn't know that. So, the, um, the, 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 the Jew, dressed up like a, like a magician, came to the Pogets. Um, so the, so the poet said, the Jew said to the poet, tell me, do you have anything that belongs to the Jew that you have in your palace? Things that only he owned and you took away from him. The poet said, oh, I have the tzitzis and the payas that I cut off from his head. They're still in my house. Um, so do you know what happened? So he said to him, you know what, come with me in the middle of the night. We'll go under a bridge, far away, and under a bridge outside. And he bring a big, big box with a lock, so I can put the Jew that you want to curse. You want me to do magic against him, so I can put him in the box. I'll make magic, and the Jew will suddenly appear in the box, and will lock the box, and, 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 and he won't be able to get out. So the Pogos did what the magician said, and he took a big box, and they walked together to this bridge. So the Jew said to the Pogos, um, I'm afraid that uh, you're going to get hurt from, you know, from the Sheen Dalits. You know, he made up that there's these spirits, they're going to hurt you. So I think you should go into the closet, into the box that you brought, for the meantime, until I'll be able to catch the Jew that you want to curse. So the poets listened to him, and um, went into the box. But the Jew immediately locked the door of the box, and he dragged the box with the poets inside, locked up, uh, to the bridge, and he's screaming, It is a dog or a shepseler! It is a dog or a shepseler! And the poets realized, Oi, that's the Jew again who dressed up like a magician and he got me into the box and I can't get out! 
instead of begging the Jew, please open the box, let me out, let me out. But the Jew left him inside the box. And he went home. But everybody noticed in the palace, in the mansion of the Pogots, the Pogots is not here. They started looking for him. It took two days till they found the Pogots in a box next to the river where he hadn't eaten for two days. He was so weak. And from that point on, the Pogots never ever hurt a Jew again. All this story was told by the Shpolizade. When he finished the story, he said, this is story. It's the story of a Malek. When a Malek wants to hurt the Jewish people. And all because of the Cheta Egel, because we've worshipped a golden calf. You remember the story after the Yidin came out of Mitzrayim and after the, the Geshem gave them the Torah, 40 days later they made a golden calf. So it was a Shepsala that they worshipped. They worshipped a golden Shepsala. So the story with the Jew and the Pogots is not a real story. It's just a mashal. It's a mashal for the Jewish people in Amalek. It's because of a Shepsala that Amalek came and attacked us. and was able to hurt us. And then Hashem said to Shaul HaMelech, the king of Shaul, the king of the Jewish people, go and take revenge of Amalek the first time. Then a second time Hashem told David HaMelech, you go, take revenge of Amalek. And the third time was Mordechai, Hashem said, Mordechai, you're going to take revenge of Haman. And in the end, Haman got killed. That's the end of the story.